Okay. Um, age, name, location. Age, name, location. Dory Turner. Uh, that is my writing name. My married name is Dory Turner Nolt. Uh, age 30, not for long though. And then location is Atlanta, Georgia. And what is your what what is your writing name about? What's what's your job and all that? I am a uh, my writing job is I'm a newswoman with the Associated Press. A newswoman is also a journalist, but they use this fun archaic title called newswoman. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you, actually, maybe you don't have to repeat it. I'll just say. I was going to ask you how you would describe yourself as a writer, journalist, reporter. Uh, it depends on my mood. <laughs> I, I don't think I often describe myself as a writer. I usually say journalist or reporter. Um, depending on how much I want to impress folks, journalist sounds much more impressive than reporter. Reporter kind of sounds skeezy. Um, as far as writer goes, I don't think I use that very often. Um, and I don't know why, but there's, I don't think there's a distinction. I just don't. And when you think about it yourself, you think about it as journalist reporter. Like yeah. if you had to first things. In yeah. I'd say journalist or reporter first mm -hmm. before I'd say writer. Okay. Did you uh, always want to be a journalist or a reporter? I did not. Uh, I wanted to be a fire truck when I was three. I wanted to be uh, a hairdresser, an artist, or a doctor f for a good five or six years after that. And then I wanted to be a doctor until uh, my grandfather died when I was 16. And I figured out that hospitals kind of give me panic attacks. And I was like, well, that's not going to do well. So then for a while, I didn't know what I wanted. So when I went to college at the University of Tennessee, uh, I thought, well, I like to write. And everybody always tells me I'm a good writer. So I'll just declare journalism and change it if I hate it and I never hated it <laughs> right and do you hate it now no I love it I mean I go through days where I, I wish I were something else but I think everybody does that if you're a grown-up so let's talk about the writing um, you uh, I know that you've done some fiction writing just for yourself do you um, do you enjoy that or do you enjoy the, the journalist stuff better or more um, I feel like it's a different kind of enjoyment. The journalist stuff is what I do all the time, obviously. Um, some of it's very rote, but some of it I feel like when I get a really good story or I have a story just turns out really way better than I thought it was going to. That's it's a it's an adrenaline rush. Uh, but then as far as fiction goes, it's that creative part of it is so much fun. The the I can do what I want. I can say what I want. I can go where I want with this. Um, I. I really feel like it's two different kinds of enjoyment. With the journalism, do you have a voice that you're allowed to let show, or is there an AP sort of voice? Um, there's both, depending on the kind of writing I'm doing. Um, news writing very much has a formula. I mean, if you read any news story, you're pretty much anywhere. You're pretty much going to get the same, unless it's the New York Times, and they like to write really long, windy sentences. Um, you're going to get the same kind of formula, basically. Um, but with, there's news feature writing and then just straight up feature writing, which you can very much use your own voice. You can um, develop your own style. And I feel, like, I feel like I've done that to some extent. I do some feature writing for AP. Um, and it tends to get pretty good play, so that's good. Is that harder than writing the, the, the formulaic stuff? Oh, yeah. 
much harder. Um, it's, it's much harder because the formula stuff you can write in your sleep. The news at the top, then a quote, then some background, then some more background, then another quote. I mean, that's that's easy to do. But feature writing is, it's kind of like the fiction writing. It's wherever you want to go with it. And um, it has no cookie cutter shape to it. And so that that is much harder. I tend to spend much more time on my feature and news feature stories than I spend on my news stories. Do you have to remember all the AP style changes? They just came out with a new, <laughs> with a new book, or is there some editor that has to remember that? Um, we all are supposed to remember it. Uh, sometimes I'll get a nasty gram from an editor that's like, uh, don't forget website is one word and lowercase now. But honestly, if you do a search right now for website in our archives for the stories that ran in the past day with website, you're going to find it spelled two different ways. I mean, I, I would love to believe the Associated Press is as consistent as it should be on its own style, but it's not. Um, so that it, that's actually something I thought when I was interviewing with AP, I was going to have to be an AP style book in my head. And it didn't turn out that way, although I do have a lot of it in my head. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it that I probably get wrong and don't realize it. Do you guys have access to that before the book goes public, or what happens there? Is it the day it goes public that you have to start using it? Um, we get to give feedback. They ask for feedback on things they think should that we think should be changed in it before mm. um, they put it out. <clears throat> and I'm sure they go through stories and kind of look up at... Um, you know, the kinds of things we're writing about, like they just added, a, I think, a social media section to this one. Right. That's actually what I'd read about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, there a lot of it is social media guidelines because. Right. Friend became a verb, that kind of thing. That's what right. I read about. Yeah. And even, you know, cell phone language like text, texting. For a long time, we had to put text messaging and that was clunky and annoying and it took up too much space. But. AP has gotten better in recent years about responding more quickly to new stuff, whereas, like, it took them, like, five years to write an internet section, <laughs> um, you know, but while the internet was, was sort of raging, they were kind of la-la-la, ignoring it, um, but now I feel like with the social media, they're much better at responding to things, and, you know, I think the social media section is a good idea because... What are the guidelines? Can you quote from a Facebook page? When when can you uh, you know use a MySpace picture as an actual photo, which is very rare? So I, I think that's that's good to have those guidelines. Do they talk about how to how to cite from a Facebook page or how to cite from a Twitter account or something like that? They do, um, and it's only in rare occasions that we can really do that. Uh-huh. Um, and we're not you can't quote fact from a Facebook page. Like, if I put on my page, Rob Levy loves Hitler, I couldn't quote that. That's not true, obviously. And... <laughs> and could you say a source says, or that Facebook, on the Facebook page it says, or is that something you just avoided? The way past? I've used it in the past, um, like when um, there was a girl that was shot in Crossfire, she was just hanging out with friends and she got caught. I quoted her face, her MySpace page, when she was talking about herself. So I, I quoted her, I think she was just talking about she's a fun-loving person, she gets along with everybody, just kind of about herself. Right. Is, uh, is journalism in trouble? Yes and no. I think there are aspects of journalism that are in trouble, and the 
slower moving aspects, the less adaptive aspects of journalism are in trouble. The folks who say, I'm not going to do that because I didn't get into journalism to blank. And I'll be the first to admit, you know, I'm 30 years old and I was resistant to the multimedia stuff, the video stuff, the all the digital things that I'm at being asked to do now. But then I also realized that, you know, this is a craft that has developed and adapted over many years. And this is just a new way to tell it, a new way to, to tell the stories. And it's also kind of fun. I like learning the new skills. I didn't think I was going to like learning how to do video um, and put together multimedia, but I really enjoy it. So I think that journalism is adapt- has been to adapt a lot quicker than journalists are used to now. And that's a problem. And I think attention spans are a lot shorter and journalists want to believe that if they write 2,000 words, everybody on earth is going to read all 2,000 words. <laughs> you know, the journalists are not known for ha- not having ego. So I think in that respect, you know, journalism has been slower to, to respond to the growing demands of the reading public. But I'm hopeful, you know, with companies like AP, we're trying desperately to to respond and move and and adapt as, as necessary. And while it's harder when you have a worldwide news, news organization with people of all ages and all ilks all over the world, every country that you can think of speaking all these languages, it's harder to get that to move quicker, to do things differently. Um, I feel like at the same time, because we're broken up into smaller bureaus and because we have always produced content rather than an actual physical product. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we don't publish a newspaper. We don't have a press. Um, We don't have a TV station. We don't have a radio station. We just give the content to the people, to the, the companies to use it. Then we're able to move faster than maybe other organizations are. Is there such a thing as journalistic objectivity? Is that a myth? Is that like a unicorn and a mermaid? I think there is journalistic objectivity to some degree. Um, I think it's important for every journalist to strive for objectivity, to aim to be as completely impartial as possible. I think it's impossible to be entirely impartial in every way because then you're not a human. You're not feeling. If you're writing about you know, a horrible murder of a child, you're not empathizing. You're not feeling what that mother's feeling you know and I think that's a bad place to be in is impartiality to the point of not having emotions so for example during Katrina you know journalists who were in New Orleans were experiencing the flood and the hurricane and the horror of it at the same way and almost maybe worse than the people who were actually victims and they were victims themselves but who were um, you know maybe at the convention center or at the superdome um because they were out there having to talk to hundreds of people and go all over the city and they couldn't stay in one place and so it's important in that case you know to feel that horror that terror the the emotions that are involved so I think objectivity is important, and it's important to strive for that. I really do. And I do with everything that I write in news. I I try to aim for objectivity. But I also try to be a person and bring a human aspect to what I do. Would you ever see you doing radio or TV or anything like that? Maybe radio. 
not TV. TV is too much pressure. They have to wear makeup and have their hair perfect, and they have their wardrobes determined by somebody on staff. <laughs> right. And they weigh you, and it's, it's none of that. No, thank you. I much more prefer to wear my flip flops, and if I don't feel like wearing makeup to work, I won't. Radio, yeah, I've I've thought about trying out for NPR. Definitely a different sort of craft. Uh, putting together a radio story is such a different thing than putting, you know, I've learned that when putting together video stories. It's just so different than putting together a print story. What are some of the differences? You know, if the lighting is bad on the guy you're interviewing, if his sound doesn't work, if somebody comes by and flashes the camera, if you don't get him to say exactly the kind of descriptive quote you need, if he's going on and on in this jargony language and not saying things in nice clips then it's really hard to get an actual human quote in your video story. Then you're trying to get all this B-roll, and for those of you who don't know, B-roll is just like the images of not the main thing. So if it's, it's like images of a closed building and images of, of people walking in the street and that kind of thing. You know, like if you see the fat people and like their heads are cut off in the obesity stories, that's B-roll. Anyway, um, having to get B-roll takes a lot of time. A lot more than I thought it would. Just very different. What are some of the difficulties of just in your day-to-day job? With all journalism right now, the difficulty is finding enough time to do all the stories that are out there because so many co-workers have been laid off and so many newspapers. Um, AP is a cooperative, so we depend on our members, our, the newspapers, websites, TV stations, radio stations, as much as they depend on us. And newspapers have laid off so many people that they have so little content, they're using most of our content. So if they're already using our stories, there's nothing on their websites that they've created for us to pick up. It's called a pickup uh, and use. So that that's actually created a real issue for us. At the same time, we've had layoffs, not as many as a lot of news organizations, um, but we have had layoffs. And so our bureaus are much smaller than they used to be. And, you know, I've got probably six other co-workers, six other reporter co-workers working with me here in Atlanta to cover the whole state of Georgia. And then when an oil spill happens on the Gulf, two of those people go down to the Gulf to help with the Louisiana and Alabama staff. And then all of a sudden there's three of us. But that would never happen. That would never happen, ever. So there's four of us right now. And then what if somebody goes on vacation or somebody's sick? It's just the, the sheer ability to cover everything that needs to be covered is really difficult for both us and other news organizations. Do you have any advice or suggestions for anyone who's interested in becoming a journalist? Yes. A. Don't do it. No, do it. (laughs) Journalism's amazing. (laughs) Don't get into it with any illusions, though. It's hard. It doesn't pay well. It's long hours. You'll do some crazy stuff. I've almost been hit on the side of the interstate while covering a wreck. Yesterday, a 90-year-old man tried to assault my coworker. You also get to do cool stuff, like hang out with the governor and meet famous people. And, you know, I got to fly in a stunt plane once. That was fun. Although I I did not puke. Yay! But if you're going to get into journalism, just study what it's all about. Read good journalism as much as you can. I did not read nearly enough newspapers when I was in journalism school. And I think that's some of it's a, a factor of being a college student just being completely removed from even though I worked at the student paper I was removed from the outside world outside UT 
but read as much as you can good journalism read good fiction and then get experience it's really competitive out there because there aren't a lot of jobs now so in college you've got to get as many internships as you can as much experience as you can as many um, clips there that's what your portfolio is full of is clips um, you know, if you're doing radio, get as much radio experience. Every most colleges have a radio station. Go over there. So that's that's what I would say. It's just work hard. You have to work even harder to be a journalist these days than you used to. Used to, you could just roll out of high school and be one, and it's it's so much harder now. Anything specifically to tech writers that you think we should know? <laughs> um, if you could make the instructions more clear. Okay, thank you very much. This is Dory Turner. Dory Turner Nolte. Okay, thanks a lot, Dory. You could actually write IKEA instructions instead of just having pictures. That would be awesome. 